Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Observe and Report. No one's panicking over here. It's nope. all good. Just take a second. We're all cool and calm and collected. We're all good, all right? It's your old <laughs> pals, all right? Jason, all right, over here on the mic. And sitting across from me, Jax. Hello. All right, we are here to calm you down, soothe you out, take your mind on a break, mm. all right? And just listen to the sounds of people talking about movies. Of one really beautiful, clear, masculine good radio voice and this one <laughs> your voice is fine get ready for some androgynous weirdo <laughs> sound in person who's very enthusiastic like we could put this episode in stereo and just have some nice asmr going on right now oh boy but we're not okay not yet i don't enunciate well enough to do that <laughs> to make it even good It'd be terrible. <laughs> someone just be like, oh, you clearly have food in your mouth. <laughs> Go brush your teeth. And that is what someone wants to hear, <laughs> all right? There's ASMRs for everybody out there. Good to know. <laughs> Second career. Here we go. Uh, find that on our Patreon uh, exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> we actually pay you guys. <laughs> it's a novelty of the platform. Absolutely. It's the first of its kind, really. Mm. Um, We're groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. As uh, every episode, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, I've seen some things. I've seen some things that I liked a lot. Mm, um, me too. Yeah. But um, but yeah. What have you What have you seen? I'll, I'll ask you first if you care. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. You're I welcome. do care. Um, did I care about the movie I'm about to tell oh, you about? Oh snap! Not really. Okay, let's get it. Let's let's, let's do it. What 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 did you watch? I watched. Robin Hood. Ooh, no. <laughs> it the, was free. The Taron Egerton one? You betcha. Was it on a plane? It might have been. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was somewhere. I don't know if it's on each. It was somewhere that I did not have to pay for it, uh-huh. and that was all that mattered. All right. Uh, I think maybe it was playing on TV or something. Um, My first note just says, oh, boy. Because, oh, boy, Jason. Did it Did it not steal your heart <laughs> and give it to the oh, poor? fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, the poor being me. It just handed it back to me because I was emotionally poor. Um, so it has Taron Egerton, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. Ben Mendelsohn, who is in everything now. He is really in everything. Um, Jamie Dornan, who I did not realize was in there. And the best part, Tim Minchin, British guy. He's a comedian. I've heard the name before. I just know yeah. with the face. You would recognize him. Okay. Um, so... Taryn was in the Crusade. Taryn being Robin Hood. I know him personally. Um, he was in the Crusades. And while he was fighting, he tried to save um, Jamie Foxx's son. So Jamie Foxx was about to kill mm-hmm. Robin Hood. But um, Robin Hood was saved. And then they're going to execute Jamie Foxx's son. He tries to save his son. Unfortunately, spoiler alert for a movie that no one should see. Um, he couldn't, mm-hmm. but because of this act of treason, uh, he gets sent back to England and, uh, Jamie Foxx stows away on a ship for God knows how long. Cause that's not a, that's a long ass trip in whatever God year this was. That, the 1600s? That must've taken years to get Something. back. Something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Just sitting in the hull of a boat. It makes no sense. Oh my God. So, but apparently there were some like weights down there because he's still buff and beautiful when he gets off that ship. <laughs> he, there's plenty of oranges, all right? <laughs> he didn't lose any teeth, okay? 
Um, just like lifting, deadlifting like barrels full of rats, uh-huh. full of contagion. Just he's not getting rickets on mm-hmm. there. Just carrying bubonic plague. <laughs> um, so I don't even know what Jamie Foxx's character wanted, mm-hmm. aside from like to stick it to the man, really. Mm-hmm. Um, who invaded his lands? It's weird. Like that character in Robin Hood, um, in various interpretations, like it changes. Mm. Like we're in which he's just like eternally indebted to Robin Hood for like you know saving his son's or like trying to save his son's life um during the crusades like the the backstory of that always gets like it different in every interpretation but i'll tell you my favorite interpretation of robin hood give it to me men in tights there's no there's nothing better than robin hood men in tights in I my think opinion i've only seen part of it or i saw the whole thing but it was a very long time it's ago so good uh dave Chappelle plays that character actually in yes in actually isaac hayes plays the father dave Chappelle plays his son gotcha but Yes, I, I did see it a very long time ago. Continue. Um, it was not very good. It was all very predictable and mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, that's. I wish I could remember more of it. Or do I? I don't think you do. I, I, I think do. you want to forget this um, one. Let it fly in the wind. Let that memory yeah. get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was exactly what you thought it was. I'm not really sure why they made it they make it every five years they make a Robin movie every five years and no one cares the last it, one before this was russell crowe i think yeah at least the russell crowe one maybe like it looked a bit more grand and cinematic I, that was like a, a scott brother made that one right i have no idea it felt like hey we've we got the gladiator team back together we've got another one and you kind of didn't no mm. it, it it's just ridiculous and i don't know why they do it um so yeah that was just like two hours of my life uh, gone <laughs> to the but wind it's fine. <laughs> stolen from you yeah <laughs> uh what do you got okay i've got a few things here that i like i watched uh hell or high water um oh how was it it was good it was really good i've only um, heard great things about it and mm-hmm. yet i've yet to find myself in the mood to watch it because mm-hmm. i feel like it's not gonna end great um i would say it ends Okay. better than you think it does oh okay so maybe i can't watch it no i think you can okay cool. i think you would like this a lot actually okay, cool. um the basic premise uh all the people that's starring in it um jeff bridges uh chris pine um mm-hmm. and ben why i can't remember ben foster ben ben crazy eyes foster he's so crazy in this <laughs> he is so good at crazy eyes and crazy characters it's like you forget it concerns me a little bit it's, I find it weird when I look back at things like um, uh, Big Trouble or um, X-Men 3. Mm. Um, oh, and he's yeah. like very smooth faced and like handsome. And like something happened in 2008 where he just got grizzled. Yeah, see, someone plopped him in the middle of the woods for like a year and was like, you just survive on your own. Like he, the only thing that they gave him to survive was meth in the <laughs> woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the meth made him an even better actor apparently oh my god like yeah. he is creepy and scary in this um but like also protective the basic story of the film being that um these two brothers uh ben foster and uh, chris pine are essentially robbing the banks 
that owned the 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 land that uh her, their mother owned. Mm-hmm. Um, the mothers passed away, and they are just trying to ba- buy the land back essentially by stealing from the banks and paying the banks back with their own money. Doing a little Robin Hood. I was of their gonna own. say, oh, looks like you both got a little Robin Hood story. So yours was way better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I'm a lot jealous. I'm very uh, jealous. Arguably equally handsome men, right? You know. I will say, yeah, Taryn looked real good. Jamie Fox <laughs> looked real good. That was probably the only reason I watched this movie. Like in this one, in uh, Hell of High Water, Chris Pine like shows his age. You forget like he's like you know early forties kind of mm. like. Uh, he he gave like a real Josh Brolin vibe in this. Oh. Um it was interesting. Jeff Bridges was playing like a cross between like the dude and uh Rooster Cogburn from uh <laughs> what is it? Um uh, I cannot be helpful in this, I don't crap. know. Crap, Coen Brothers movie. Um it's playing the no Matt country Damon. for old men. No, it's nope. it's okay. I in, I know you're in the car right now or on the train, like mad at me because I can't remember this, and I'm mad at me because I can't remember it. All right, <laughs> Jesus, I remember like 20 minutes from now, but whatever. Anyway, Jeff Bridges is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really there's not many action scenes. There's every scene where in which a bank robbery happens is very tense mm. and tight. Um, it's a very simple, well written story. Um, it's, it's nothing too grand or like even like unpredictable. Mm. Like you can pretty much call the whole movie like forty minutes into it. Sometimes small stories told well are yeah. equally as good as some grandiose bullshit. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with telling like a small, well-told story. Mm. Um, and like it, it's weird. It feels almost like this is like it missed the wave of No Country for Old Men. Like because yeah. it does like have very much a vibe like that um, of like you know what does the law mean in this day and age, you know? Um, because you look at it from both sides, from Jeff Bridges' side and from the two brothers' side, they're both kind of right in many ways mm. for the things that they do and for the ways that they act towards each other. Um, but yeah, like, this was, like, an Oscar contender in 2016, and, like, it, it lost out to, like, Moonlight, but, you know, it, it was, like, a mo- it was a killer list of, like, mm. movies that, like, oh, you know, yeah. were nominated and all totally. that stuff. And I think this one people kind of forget even existed much that much less that it was an Oscar nominated movie. I feel like that sa- same thing happened with that movie Wind River. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. It was s- a smaller story with my angel boy Jeremy Renner. Oh, that's right. His album is out. Uh, you might want to pick it up. I on iTunes saw that he or... sings. Are you fucking yes, kidding me? He does. Is he any good? Um, I heard one song like, dude, like. I didn't really know you could do this. Hawkeye's That's, got some pipes. He's got some pipes. Like, um, he's got that that Hawks uh, call, I guess. Oh God! Yes, that was That's a push. What I, That's what I did. <laughs> I did that. You all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence. <laughs> um, but no. Um, but no. Wind River. Sorry. We yeah, digress. it just reminded me of a good movie that was small, mm-hmm. small budget, also, but with really great actors in it. That was Absolutely. critically acclaimed across the board, but just super under the radar right um and even that like i i need to see that again because like i just remembered enjoying it but i can't remember the exact events of that movie all the way a lot goes on mm-hmm. it goes a is that if I'm, and that came out a against, little crazy at the end i think but, i feel yeah. that came out like in the same like span of time as like the fastbender movie um the snowman i feel like snowman and wind river oh god came out like in a similar section of time i thought snowman came out like a year or two after it might have this i'm not is sure just a portion where we could have answers very quickly by looking them up but instead of we speculate not, at each right, other we're back and the, forth the raw details of our <laughs> mind right here all right our minds to this mic to your ear to your mind all right i mind transferred you 
<laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. It's been a rough week. It's been a real rough week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you seen? What else have you seen? <laughs> You're just listening to the slow demise of two people. Um, I watched something that I think we can agree was great. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things season three. Yes, I also watched Stranger Things season three. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I liked it a lot. I, there, oh, man. there were some detractors out there who said they didn't really care for season three that much. I liked it a whole bunch. Uh, what was their reasoning? Do you know? Uh, people said that, I don't know, that they just, they didn't care for... Um, some things that happen with like Eleven and whatnot. I feel like she's more independent than ever. I fucking loved what happened with Eleven. She's like a person now. <laughs> she has her own like thoughts and ideas and like. I would like to know if it was men or women who maybe didn't like it because know, as like a internet. woman, I was just like teenage girls being teenage girls. Yes, they try an outfit. I loved that so much. It was so lovely just to see them bond. And to watch this little human but kind of alien learn about what it's like to be a teenage girl in the 80s. Right. Like, in the suburbs. It was so sweet and kind of uplifting. Mm -hmm. And some of that show can be so dark that it was just a really fun... It was just a really fun montage. It felt like... Yeah, I love those characters. It felt like for the first time with someone asking Eleven, what do you want to do? Yeah. As opposed to like, we got to do this. You need to do this. Because and you need to do this and save the day. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And what I kind of like about that season, spoilers, because we were talking about the whole season here, um, is that she kind of didn't get to save the day this time around. No, that burden was somewhat lifted yeah. off of her. Like she kind of tapped herself out to some degree. Um, and that leaves things in a very curious place, like for... Uh, subsequent seasons or next season mm. um, but it was just very interesting that like hey let's shift it let's not have it be like 11 comes in saves the day again like let's have it be a different situation this time and it's actually a lot of I think it's a somewhat subtle it's all the women kind of saving mm-hmm. the day a little bit it's yeah. 11 obviously to a certain degree it's Joyce, Joyce. seeing all these patterns and mm-hmm. being insistent that no matter what other people say to her, she knows and she follows her gut. I love Joyce this season. She's she was at so the top great. of her game. Oh yeah. Like when Nona Ryder was killing it, I love that the character had like was a great foil mm-hmm. um to David Harbour. Um again, mom of the goddamn year. She beat Steve this year. She beat Steve she this did. year. I mean Steve came for it last year and like I, I think that personally I think that he got it, but this year, far and away it was Joyce. Mother of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Max empowering Eleven and just mm. seeing that friendship is really nice and it's yes I feel like there was so much tension between them especially because of the boys whereas yeah. now the boys are there and they are a source of tension but not between the girls yes. the girls are bonded they know what's up they support each other and they just kind of make fun of the dumb dumb boys because like in season two like the tension was there between like you know Max and Eleven because yeah. like she's stealing back away from me like yeah. why should 12 year old kids be in that situation like on a tv show like yeah. you know like yeah, it just felt like unnecessary i want to maintain that innocence <laughs> for as long as i can right um uh robin and erica were both great oh I really, my god i really liked robin <laughs> she was so smart mm-hmm. and erica being like yeah no you guys are dumb i love how <laughs> she's like a 38 year old woman <laughs> in like a 10 year old's body Who's over everyone's <laughs> shit yes like she's done this shit and she doesn't want to do this shit 
Um, Because at least for me, I know a lot of people really loved the second season. It felt like kind of a repeat of the first season. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of goes off the rails in an interesting way when she goes to Chicago. And then there's nothing about that ever again. It becomes like its own kind of show for a second Yeah, for a second. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But then we never go back to it. And I don't know if that's the creators realizing with this season, mm-hmm. like, oh, that we don't have anywhere for that story to go. Or they just are putting it off for another season. But it was a, it was an interesting tangent, but a tangent nonetheless. It was weird because like, it opened up the world, but then we immediately like closed that off again. Yeah. And like became like, you know, very Hawkins-centered. They slammed that door in our face and mm-hmm. then just never opened it. And we go back to like Illinois or like, the Chicago area, but like we don't go to the, you know, that group of people. No. It just feels like there's a whole other show happening over there. Absolutely, yeah. That we don't get to see, which will probably be a spinoff one day. Who knows? Oh, God. But, um, but yeah, I agree with you in the sense that, like, hey, not much really got done with that stuff. So what are we waiting for? Yeah, so this felt like a very, a brand new season, more so than the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the kids grow up is really kind of sweet. Yeah, it was really nice. Like, to see them, like, get girlfriends and like deal with like relationships a little bit the dumb where your relationship seems like the world even though you're 11 and all you do is make out and hold hands (laughs) it's amazing like oh one there's just like some moments that like really like got me that i liked a whole bunch um like when steve sees dustin again after like a summer vacation he's so excited oh my favorite boy is back (laughs) (laughs) like oh my favorite son i'm so happy to see you um i loved when steve gets into a fight with like the russian guard and i remember saying these words out loud like whoa steve no steve go steve <laughs> like i was so happy that he like won this fight absolutely he <laughs> needed it ass kicked he really so much. yeah <laughs> i was happy for him too um billy was super creepy this season oh boy billy um they're definitely like followed through in the promise of season one like you think he's a creep oh he's a creep but not of his own choice of course Such a beautiful creep why do you do this to me <laughs> why <sighs> um i appreciate him like finding his heart and like kind of like getting over it i was very personally I was actually pretty sad to see him go i didn't yeah me too but for different reasons <laughs> I was personally hoping that he gets incorporated into like the gang. I thought that would have been nice because it seemed like it's almost like they vaguely alluded to him and Max maybe having a slightly better relationship now. Yeah. Um, which I would have liked to have seen because all the characters seemingly are evolving in their mm-hmm. relationship. So I would have liked to have seen that. Um, it just sadly oh, was not to be. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't like that they built him all season hopefully to have a turn he did have yeah. a turn but then to not get the payoff of like him coming back to some degree and mm-hmm. like kind of having the res- resolution with like his younger sister yeah. i'd have liked that but yeah you know you don't get what you want all the time i also just wish he could have been evil with his shirt off <laughs> why do you have to wear clothes when you're evil you're a monster Pop inside. That top off, boy all right so let's There's see how, no let's see how evil just you give are me a tank top anything <laughs> don't layer him up <laughs> Even at the pool, they did. He did have the towel on after a while because Why? he likes it cold. It's cruel. It's like <laughs> how they always cover Tom Hardy's face. That feels like his choice. <laughs> he doesn't want to give us too much. How dare you blame him? <laughs> no. Maybe it's the government trying to protect us. All right, because he's too damn handsome. <sighs> Screw the man. <laughs> I need this. Anyways, season three was great. <laughs> it was fun. We we enjoyed season three. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, what else did I watch and enjoy? Because I, I, I gotta say, I was on a pretty good run. Um, oh, I watched uh, Death at a Funeral uh, on Netflix. Oh, the new one? Uh, no, oh. the, uh, the the older one, but not the first one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Death at a Funeral starring... It's a crazy cast. A lot of people in this movie. Um, sorry, Martin Lawrence, uh, Chris Rock, Zoe Saldana, James Marsden, Danny Glover, Tracy Morgan... Uh, Peter Dinklage. Ah, I thought this was going to be the Dinklage one, yeah. It is a Dinklage one. I saw it, but I, I, again, ages ago and I can't remember a goddamn thing. It's fun. It's pretty crazy. They surprisingly don't make as many uh, little person jokes as you think they would. Thank Christ. Um, they do manage to avoid that in a big way through a lot of that movie. Um, it's not that difficult to avoid. It's not, but given like the kind of movie that is, it's a kind of a broad comedy, you think they just lean on that more and they don't just, as much. Yeah, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I love that James Morrison fills the James Morrison role perfectly. That's what um, he's there for. He's there. He definitely almost has his girl stolen from him. Oh. Um, and he's just a smiling good guy all the way through that you hope just gets through his problems. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's fun. The premise being that, um, you know, uh, Martin Lawrence and Chris Rock are both sons of their deceased father who passed away. Um, however, all the family insanity comes out when they figure out that his uh, father was uh, having an affair with Peter Dinklage prior to mm. their death. Dinklage comes to them, basically willing to blackmail them and just saying, "I'll release all these photos I have of you, of my father, of your father and I, um, unless you pay me like thirty thousand dollars." Oh snap! Um, and then the insanity ensues of like, we need to shut this guy up because he is going to expose our dad. And we don't want that. And then ultimately, them come to terms of like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and just, like, kind of letting it go. Um, but it's, like, a fun, very contained movie. Um, it all happens in, like, one house mm. um, over the course of, like, a day. Um, it very much feels like a play, almost. It's I do believe it is based, based on a, a British film. Um, so it's, like, a lot of swinging doors and, mm-hmm. like, you know, mishaps and, like, unusual family characters throughout. Um, yeah, I watched it. It was one of my mom's favorite movies. I'm like, I'll, I'll actually sit down and watch this. And it was fun. Nice. Like, disposable, but fun. Do you think... It would um, inspire you to watch the new one that they just made. I would. I would I'd watch the new one. Um, I would. Let's keep this weird legacy going of remaking <laughs> this movie every ten years. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's weird, but like, it's obviously something where it's like a touchstone, hmm. where like the simple concept can be like remade for various people and cultures and like different times. It's weirdly like The Office in some kind of weird way. Hmm. We're like, oh, this is like a relatable thing, like a funeral being a weird tense time. Yeah, but it can also be like funny if you look at it in a certain kind of way totally so yeah i would watch the new one absolutely cool yeah um did you go see spider-man i did go see spider-man let's talk about let's it. chat about spider-man um i also liked this movie a lot more than i thought it would i'm very excited to hear your thoughts because i know you didn't you thought the first one was okay uh spider-man homecoming yes but this one you really seem to enjoy i did um, I only took two notes. One of them just says fun with an exclamation point. <laughs> Not helpful, especially for someone with a bad memory. Um, I think because the other ones are, they are just set in Queens. It's a, a relatively, it's unfair because of all the Mar- other Marvel movies. They're so vast. We're going to go across the world. We're going to go into space. Literally. like mm-hmm. So to have a very small story doesn't seem, the stakes don't seem as high. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this one, I think it, I just like traveling, so it's fun to see him go to different places. Yeah. Um, I think the tension of... Oh, spoiler alerts. Um, 
the tension of finally another person knows so i don't i being me i don't know why i would worry about this <laughs> but i'm less worried about that <laughs> um, his circle has opened up a little yeah, bit more a little bit mm-hmm. um I like the supporting cast. Martin Starr is really fun. He's a lot of fun. He's great. I wish Hannibal Buress could have been in this one, but oh, that would have been amazing. I don't think it worked out that way. Uh, Jamie Smooth was fine. He was he was fine. But yeah, Hannibal Buress would have been that would have been amazing yes. comic duo. Oh god, why didn't you guess this movie? Um, I think Zendaya is really great. She's really fun. She's very fun and down to earth and very yeah. relatable in this movie. And I think that character, if given the lines that she has if she delivered them in a different way it could be a really off-putting character yeah but she is very charming um and funny it's um, like i get why peter likes the character of mj or in yeah. which his life is so crazy and insane this is just someone that just tells it like it is to him and like She's in every scenario chill, yeah and like hey this makes sense and is stable for me and like yeah yes you you I'm about you like yeah. i get that it's the one choice that he can make easily yeah um and it's just very even though i'm not someone who likes romance it's like a very sweet crush going on and it's a very simple sincere yeah Yeah. um and a relatable feeling of going on a trip with your class and like just wanting to be near the person you have a crush on Mm -hmm. it's Um, his whole arc is very relatable he just wants a vacation yeah totally he literally just helped save the universe he just wants a little time yeah um Jake Gyllenhaal was okay. I enjoyed the depiction of Mysterio in this movie um, a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about it previously, and like you know, you I know a- nothing about him. Right, you had asked, and that's from the trailer. Like Mysterio, like what kind of hero is he? I was like, well, generally speaking, he's not really a hero. I felt, <laughs> even though I had no way to prove it, I was really patting myself on the back because when I first saw that trailer, I was like, is he supposed to be a good guy? Because he's kind of like, and I don't really think he is, but. Okay, I guess he is. And throughout the movie, I was like, "Oh, I, all right. I guess he's a. I guess he's a good guy, but he seems a little weird." <laughs> and so then when he turns, I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal. I knew it all along." He spews green gas from his fist. No hero does that. <laughs> um, just then, cut to just a million drone attacks. That was. I felt really bad for Spider Man. I was very tense in watching this oh, movie. Oh yeah. Like in all the fight scenes. It was one of the best depictions of, like, you know, illusions and, like... Oh, yeah, it was really crazy. Like, scarecrow brain drugs or whatever. Mm. It just felt like, wow, I would never want to be in your situation, Spider-Man. Like, I don't think I could get out of this with your abilities. Therefore, you f- it just felt like he was outmatched the entire oh, film. absolutely. Like, it was very tense and many moments throughout that movie. I was more stressed out in that movie than any of the other Spider-Man movies because you really are concerned for him yeah even though again you know in the end he's gonna he's gonna be win because like that's what these movies are um, but. but he's such a likable character that it's like i don't want to see my my baby boy get stressed exactly you don't want to see like when my he... baby boy i mean like child bride <laughs> i also love him he's my beautiful handsome baby boy child bride <laughs> like i care about you i want to take care of you but also marry me and please continue to take off your shirt because yes I don't what? want my shirtless baby boo to be in Zendaya, look away. He's mine. He's so Turn around. All the way around. He's so beautiful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was worried about my man. Mm-hmm. My man boy. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And, again, just seeing different parts of the world. And yeah. Like they really go to cool. Czech Republic. You yeah. know, they hang out in, Ve- in Venice for a while. London. Mm-hmm. I, it was, I don't know if they really went to London, but I was like, I bet. Uh, I think they might have, actually. 
and for me, I was like, I bet Tom Holland's happy to be home. <laughs> I, I really did have that thought. I was like, oh, it must have been nice for him to just like go home and see his parents. Yeah, like, that must be cool. The boy must <laughs> miss his parents. <laughs> um, I loved the uh, after credits sequence. Oh yeah, um, big time spoiler coming up. Big huge spoilers. Um, for, like for the Nick Fury stuff, like oh, little Captain Marvel reference going on here. All right, Wait, what happened again? <laughs> oh, um, that <laughs> I only remember one of them. So the other one I'll talk about because that's my other one. But the first one was uh, the scrolls that Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Oh were yeah, actually scrolls. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, right? Who's in everything shows up He's again. He's in everything. Yeah. Um, thank God he has that list because otherwise I wouldn't know. <laughs> It's very distinct. It's like the only I love it. series of movies where he gets to use his actual accent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second after credits or mid credit sequence mm-hmm. um, being, or actually rather, yeah, the second mid credit sequence being uh, the reveal of J. Jonah Jameson, played by none other than my old cousin, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was so happy to see him. Like, oh, yes, they made the right, the only decision you can make. The perfect J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J.K. Simmons. Um, and I like the, just some nerd stuff here. They pulled a lot of things from the video game, actually, the most recent one that came out. Mm. Um, the fact that J. Jonah Jameson hosts, like, you know, a right-wing podcast oh, slash internet show. That was too real. Um, <laughs> and also, um, some elements of his suit were very, like, you know, uh, based on the video game. And I love the twist that now... F- we we are in true spider-man territory he is public enemy number one like he is a hero that is not well liked by the new york populace despite like sacrificing everything for them like he is yeah they framed him they framed him up this is a type of stress that i cannot handle and why i don't watch so many things <laughs> i don't like bullshit like that <laughs> we're like identity type of things mm-hmm. It stresses me out too much. And now what is my beautiful man boy going to do? It's like, how do you... And also... I'll comfort you, Tom. I don't want to reveal the biggest thing of that, I guess. Um, Like, I don't want to reveal that part. Okay. But that one sequence there, all the things that pack into that, it's like, what do you even do in the next movie now? What is that Yeah, no. Um, It is... It could start in a million different ways. Absolutely. And who knows what other movies will happen between that that mm. Spider-Man may be in or may not be in. But apparently this is like his last movie in that contract, so we'll see. What? Um, there He's going to do more. Trust. Yeah. He's got to. I, we're also guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is like the last of the Sony Agreement films. Oh. So uh, they got something else planned, I'm sure. Those movies make way too much money. It's been too beneficial for everyone, mm. for people to get cold feet now, I think. What are the upcoming Marvel movies? Um, they haven't been too big on like announcing what is exactly going to be next. This is the first time in what a decade that I don't know what's coming up. And to some degree, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm personally, I like, I'm curious as to like, you know, whatever they announce, sure, I'll be down for. But I think we'll get some more information because uh, Comic Con is happening. Oh, that's right. In like a week or two. So I think, and they will have a panel this year. They did not last year, oh. but. I think we'll get a lot more information on what the next wave of films are going to be. Ooh, interesting. Like, they announced things that are going to happen, like Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2 is going to happen, but we don't <sighs> know when. Okay. Um, Shang-Chi. Sorry, um, my hook was for Captain Marvel 2. I, I understand. <laughs> no, just... um, but yeah. What the, was the third thing you just said? Shang-Chi, the master of martial arts. Um, it's an uh, Asian male superhero. 
Um, he's a master of martial arts. Do we know who they have for that? Uh, they announced... I don't think they announced God just who's going to be just yet. Oh. I don't think so. But I, I'm well, very I'm curious. to know. Like, I'm very curious of how they're going to, like, have him be incorporated into the world. I wonder. Wait, can John Cho... Is he in anything already? He is going to be in the Cowboy Bebop movie uh, coming out next year. It's a pretty big anime um, oh, that they're boy. making a live action version of from Netflix. Okay. I was asking if he's already in something in the Marvel Universe. Jason. No, <laughs> he's not. I keep on thinking of him in Star Trek just because it's similarly action-y. But, so it could be him. He's so beautiful. Is it time for another Star Trek movie yet? Because I want one. Really? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sound that incredulous. I just <laughs> that was sounded meaner than I needed it to. I like when that cast gets together and does things. They seem fun. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> what was the last one? Beyond, um, with secret bad guy Idris Elba. Uh, is that where they have a big motorcycle fight? Yes, motorcycle fight That's on an alien remember. planet. Yeah, gotta get and the some motorcycles cool in, looking in lady. Star Trek flipping around yes um white and black face makeup mm -hmm. okay that's all i got for that movie <laughs> right cool <laughs> um uh, spider-man it was great yes i'm excited for the next one i really enjoyed it you really enjoyed it tom give me a call <laughs> um what else did i watch i watched oh detroiters i oh, saw nice. i i had to do something for me so i'm pretty down so I bought the second season of Detroiters. Nice. It is so good. It is consistently painfully funny. And it angers me that they cancel this show. I don't. Ugh, I agree. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is oppressively funny. Um, again, Detroiters is a story of two Detroit-based ad men. Tim Robinson. Uh, Tim Robinson and. Um, oh, oh, no. I'm, I'm lying. Yeah. Tim Sam. Robinson, Sam Richardson. What am I there saying? There you go. Yeah. Um, they are the two admin of Detroiters. Also, admin is such a very generous term for what they are. <laughs> they, they work at an ad company yeah. and they make advertisements for other people in the city. Yeah. But are they absolute goofballs? Yes. Are they in wonderful, beautiful, platonic love with each other? Yes. I love it. <laughs> and I feel like it's the show that we need right now. Oh, yeah. It's so positive. At the oh. end of the day, it is a very positive show. Like, it is always about them trying to, like, Put on something for their, the people of Detroit. Mm. Try to do the right thing by their community. Support each other. And support each meantime. other. And like their families. Like It is always big on like doing right by your family mm -hmm. in that show. Um, it's a 10 episode season. I think overall this show has had 20 episodes altogether. I don't know if they're coming to Hulu. Like I think Comedy Central is generally kind of bad about advertising I don't get their it. properties. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's like they'll rest their laurels on like two or three shows and anything else... <sighs> You gotta find out. Go to cc.com. Like, no, I'm not going to cc.com. Like, put it on Hulu right now. Um, so, yeah, I really liked the second season of Detroiters. Um, I feel like I, should, I gotta give my password just so you can watch it or whatever. It's, Please do. It is. Because uh, I, really I think I own the first season, mm -hmm. but then I didn't. And I have one. <laughs> I think I have one episode left. And again, it's because of the stress and I don't like awkwardness. Mm -hmm. It's at. Um, think is it sam richardson's dad's birthday oh my god what an episode and i can see <laughs> i've seen like the first 10 minutes i see where it's going and how awkward it's gonna be you know what's funny they consider that they consider that tension is building oh. and every time it's about to hit a peak they literally do a dance break 
to like oh, calm God. things down. It's so stressful for me because I love them so much that I don't want to see them embarrassed. Um. So yeah, that is such a good episode, and they they have another family reunion in this season. Not not a birthday, but a family mm-hmm. reunion where like the responsibility of the grill is mm-hmm. put on Sam Robertson. Oh no. <laughs> Richardson, Sam, Sam Richardson. Richardson, excuse me. Um, and oh, he, God. he then has to like be the grill master at oh, a barbecue no. and like so much pressure. all the family pressure and like he's sucking at like all the family sports. Oh, no. Um, there's a beautiful scene of just like Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson talking to each other. And Sam Richardson's just like, I don't know why my dad is so hard on me. And Tim Robinson's response, like, because he thinks you can really do anything. Like, he does really believe in you. He thinks you can do anything. Anything. And then. Uh, Richardson responds, I can't dunk. And I think you can. I think you can dunk. <laughs> I think it's possible. <laughs> like Their enthusiasm for each other is a consistent magnet <laughs> for me. I saw, I recently saw a clip, I think on like Instagram or something of, and it must have been at the family reunion. Mm-hmm. Is it Sam Richardson's family reunion? Yes. Of Tim Robinson sitting and gossiping with like all Sam Richardson's like mm-hmm. aunts or something. And just like shitting on people <laughs> and just laughing hysterically at it. It's so funny. It I is loved excellent. it so much. <laughs> okay, I'll have to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm clearly not good at stressful situations. <laughs> Worth finishing, I would okay. say. What, what else have you been watching? Um, I watched the first Terminator movie. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'll take this time here to say something that happened at work. Someone told me, uh, we were talking like, someone someone asked me, do you like Terminator 1 or Terminator 2 better? I was like, oh, Terminator 2 is the perfect movie. It's so good. You don't need to see one or anything after yeah. it. And they told me I was wrong. What? You're wrong. <laughs> if you hear this, you're, you are not right. You know. But I'm sorry, Terminator. Um, So it just happened to pop up on Amazon. Um, and I often will watch like part of the trailer to mm-hmm. see if something holds up or not. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger going to different, it was just a montage of him like blowing women's heads off in houses. And I was like, this looks great. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it holds up. I don't know why. I'm not good at awkward family reunions, but I'm totally fine with women getting murdered in their homes. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. By Austrian robots. Yeah. In Los Angeles. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, I, the first thing I noticed was that Gail Ann Hurd is a producer, and she's also a producer on The Walking Dead. Oh, wow, she's like been doing this for others. a long time. Jason, that's exactly what I thought, and I like that she kind of sticks to like cool, dark, murdery genres. Yeah, holy shit. Gail, I'm loving it. Dope. I she, didn't even know that. I think she was partnered up with James Cameron for a while. Like, were they together? Were they like a team? Like, Just hey, like a producing team or whatever. I'm Jimmy Cameron. This is Gail. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm um, sure that's exactly how it went. <laughs> At she least got a last I name? really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Just Gail. <laughs> you don't get the can without the Gail. All right. <laughs> I knew I was on board from the get-go because the opening shot is a tank-like machine just running over, slowly running over a bunch of human skulls. (laughs) And it looks exactly how you think it would look in the year that it was made, and Mm. it was just the best. It's like all the practical effects are fine. Not even fine. Great. They hold up so well. There's something charming about them. They really are. I don't know what it is. But even though you see the age in it, it's still really fun. Like you can see all the strings, all the seams, yep. but it's fine. It's great. Like it doesn't detract it's, from it. It's oddly comforting. It is, right? <laughs> like it takes you back to a certain place in time, right? They used to make movies like this, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> and even like, 
it's just, I think it's good for me because I'm not stressed out about it because I can see everything. Okay. And it's fine. We're all going to be fine. (laughs) Like, I love watching, like, that movie in Terminator 2 because they they cite, like, the the year of the apocalypse is, like, 1997. I know. Uh, we're okay. We <laughs> gotta push that date back a little bit, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great film. It moved pretty quickly. Did you notice Bill Paxton in the? Uh... I did notice Bill Paxton because <laughs> I paused it and went, "Is that Bill Paxton?" Only man ever to be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator oh, in his shit. film career. Oh, Bill! <laughs> and it was like, it was a rough murder. Yeah, it was. He just straight up. Shut like I had muted it because of course I watch half the movie on mute because mm-hmm. it's a lot. Um, and just I was like, wait, because it's a dark scene. I was like, wait, what is? Did he just do what I think he did? And then he just lifts him up in his chest cavity and rips out his heart. Yep. And it's like, burr, 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 burr. and oh man, it was great. Murdered by a nude Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, you seen some of his dick waving around, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh boy. Hi. um like michael bean is like like michael bean looks like a freedom fighter from the future like he is thin stringy and like (laughs) wily eyed like you feel like man this guy is like suffering from terrible ptsd like he is doing a good job of a man who's been hunted by robots every day of his life (laughs) like i'm feeling it buddy keep bringing that heat um yeah the whole movie is great I thoroughly enjoyed it. I it I, makes me want to watch the second one even more now because I have the the backup. I'm I'm ready to go. It's great. And of course, Linda Hamilton, great in that movie, right? Awesome. Like she, totally awesome. She comes off as someone like I don't know what the fuck's going on. And someone's like I don't know what's going on, but goddamn it, I'll fight. Like gotta respect that in the character. And it's interesting to see this evolution of a character across two movies. Yes, it was really yeah. Uh, it, all of it was great. I'm very happy that you watched that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know why I was convinced by women getting their heads blown off, but I was into it. I was into it a lot. <laughs> also, it made the um, oh, the terrible version that they made with Christian Bale, which I feel like we talk about way too much. It it's made- become a running theme in this show, but I don't think we talk about. I don't think that movie's talked about enough, to be honest. All right. It made that movie make so much more sense to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it gave the context. Oh, so that's what Anton Yelchin is like. And wait, what? <laughs> oh, so Anton Yelchin in Terminator Salvation mm-hmm. plays uh, Kyle Reese, a young Kyle Reese. That's right. Who then will go back to the future and be back to the past and be stringy and weird and <sighs> yeah, wear uh, Nikes in a trench coat. Yo, they pause on those Nikes. That was a They're great. kind of dope, right? It was a great <laughs> Nike commercial. It was like a two-hour Nike commercial. That was so worth it. Because his wearing... outfit looks baller. Doesn't it? It's like. It really does. I know you took those pants off a homeless dude, but dude, they look rad. They like... look super good. It looks like they have like cool artistic He's paint got, like, stains on right? them. He's like a cut-off t-shirt and all this oh, stuff. Man. Like a dope trench coat. Yes. And some sweet black and white dunk highs. Like, they're so cool looking. It's a solid outfit. It's a good choice uh-huh. all around. Uh-huh. Um, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when they go to the nightclub um, mm-hmm. where he finds Eric Connor. Yes. It's called Tech Noir, which is, yes, one, it is. a great name for name. a bar. Two, like, they're playing a song in there that is so very specific. I don't think I've ever heard it anywhere else, but it's so good and so right for the movie. Oh, it's like remember. synth tech heavy or whatever. Mm. Perfect for a place called Tech Noir, but also just like, 
it just it's so good i don't know the music in that movie is great the score um they have like the, the traditional terminator score of course dun, 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 dun. but then there's like a love version of it <laughs> when <laughs> calories and santa car like have sex and it's just like oh god yeah. they, it's like stringy and like synthy and just like yeah that that song can also mean love and not nuclear fire <laughs> <laughs> i was real stoked when she got with him i was like yeah girl it just feels like, yeah. God damn, we need something. I was like, you two earned this. They did earn it. They really did. It was a rough three days. And he is good looking. I'm sure he was real smelly. <laughs> especially with those pants. God only knows. But like, oof. <laughs> I'm with you. I would also still do him. Just get those pants off. Like, he's a rugged, good looking dude. Hey, like, Sigourney Weaver almost got with him in Aliens, you know? Really? Well, in the movie. In the Oh. Ripley and uh, what's his name Hudson? <gasps> I did not recognize. That's him. Him. again. I have that white guy blindness. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are just the same. You're attractive, but you're all the same. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I was hoping Sigourney Weaver got with him in real life. That'd oh. be amazing. Well, who knows? It was the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote all sorts of shit. <laughs> Um, what else did I see? Um, I watched, uh, the most recent Aziz Ansari special. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of As which did I. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, it's called Right Now. Right Now. There we go. Um, yeah. It, I liked it. It was, the presentation of it was very stripped down. There was no set. There was no lights. Uh, he wasn't wearing a suit. Like, you look at all of his previous specials and, like, look at just, like, the grandeur of them, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's also part of, like, the humor of those specials, I think, that he's yes. wearing this crazy, ridiculous suit, a bow tie. He's, like, in Madison Square Garden, like, you know, 10,000 people it's all around. It's a show. It's a show. And yeah. this is just, like, I don't even have the set behind me. I don't even have the curtain down. Like, you can see the people in the wings. You're not even really seeing the audience at the presentation. There's a camera, like, right in his face almost the entire time. And I think, you know, the presentation of it is just, like, there's no guile here. It's just me. Um, is I think what they're what he was trying to portray what Spike Jones, the director, is trying to portray. Um, and yeah, of course, he in the first five minutes of his of his special addresses like the allegations toward him, towards mm-hmm. him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very interesting um, his reaction to it and overall the whole nature of the special and talking about what the ways he used to think versus what he thinks now in the wake of you know. The allegation towards him but that is my opinion how did you feel about it um i didn't like it that much mm-hmm. i half of me thought he was sincere half of me didn't i think for me when he gets sincere he lowers his voice mm-hmm. as if that conveys sincerity which i don't think those are one in the same okay he felt um, it was like more of like a show deceptive kind of trick where it's just like i'm talking this way to to convince you to that pull I'm you sincere. in mm-hmm. especially when later on he'll do that and then make a joke mm-hmm. so if you're going to be sincere be sincere in that moment and then how you act then should not be at all the same for the rest of the show when you are making jokes mm-hmm. it just i get it and i get that i I guess appreciate that he addressed it because it is an elephant in the room. Absolutely, yeah. Um, in terms of the actual comedy of it, I wasn't that blown away. There were a couple okay. of good things in there that really made me laugh aloud, but overall, 
His crowd work was interesting, I thought. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Fair. Totally fair. I don't know. Um, I think he has grown up, which I appreciate, and that happens for all of us. Yeah. And so it is nice to see that evolution a bit and Mm -hmm. for him to be more introspective. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to read him as whether or not he's being sincere or not. Him coming out, just the first thing of coming out in a Metallica t-shirt... I want to mm. be like, Aziz, I feel like you're working on this a little bit too much. <laughs> you're not exactly like a Carhartt Dickies everyman. <laughs> like, I think I, there's nothing, I get that he grew up and so the whole suit thing is not him, but you don't have to swing so wildly the mm. opposite to convince me that you've changed. I'd rather hear you tell me your interesting new thoughts than to try to show me by wearing like sneakers that's not selling me on it mm-hmm. um i feel like they're pushing the fact that it was a spike jones thing i don't think that made a difference having a camera up in your face does not convince me of anything mm-hmm. i get that you're not putting on a spectacle anymore but i think it could have been filmed like any other stand-up special and it wouldn't have made a difference than having spike jones in your face with the camera i actually find it kind of off-putting a little bit he was also very close. He was so close to the audience, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, get away from that. Why are you so close? Ah! It made sense once he started doing the crowd work. Mm-hmm. But I, he might have been 100% sincere, in which case that's great. I, as a human being myself, I struggle with people who I can't read, mm. and I can't read him. So I'm kind of on the fence about it. No, that's... Totally fair way to be on the fence. Totally fair way to be. Because, and I think that you have some good points there in the sense that, like, maybe this is swinging a little bit too far left, you know? Maybe it is a little little too telegraphed, like, the the dressing down, the open stage. Maybe, you know, do a show in the way that you would normally do it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to swing so far left to expose yourself in that way, maybe, necessarily. Like, again, I like the aesthetic of it, Mm -hmm. but I guess thematically... There is, th- there are things to be questioned there. Like watching Dave Chappelle specials when he gets a little more personal and stuff, mm-hmm. that feels much more sincere to me. Because you feel the age on him. You yes. feel like, you know, this is a guy that's really been through like a lot in a long period of time. And he does not care or need, I mean, he's a performer, so maybe it's contradictory, but he mm-hmm. does not care or need my approval. Whereas I feel like Aziz Ansari still very much wants and needs my approval. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, definitely a, a, a style personal yeah. thing, certainly. Um, but I, I, see, I see what you're saying there. And it's not to say that I ever necessarily thought that he did anything wildly wrong mm-hmm. when the allegations came out against him. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows about any of them? Right. But from what I had seen of him as a human being, um, he doesn't strike me as a terrible asshole and maybe there's just some miscommunications going on there right. so it wasn't like i was going into it like oh fuck this guy he's mm-hmm. a horrible misogynist blah, blah, blah. i really kind of just neutral on the whole thing i think i went in there with the, with the just the idea of like i wonder what he has to say because yeah. like no one's heard any barely anything from he him has been quiet for since at least a year year yeah. and a half yeah so it's like what what does he think about all of this you know because he just stepped away he mm-hmm. uh, wisely unwisely i don't know what you can even term it but it was just, I'm not going to have any say on this. And I think it was the smartest thing to do. Probably, to step yeah. Step away, think about, really reflect on yourself and everything. And to let people think what they will think or make their own judgments. Mm-hmm. And 
giving time and distance to it and then coming out with like not a response directly necessarily but just his thoughts on the situation is maybe the one of the better ways to go about yeah. it yeah i think i would it makes me want to sit down with him one-on-one and just mm. really get to know him as a person right to figure out how much of this is still i mean he's a performer how much of it's still a persona mm-hmm. and an act and how much of it is him right because i mean in any kind of performing even in comedy and stand-up comedy you know you're getting a, a portrayal of a person yeah. as opposed to like you know their actual selves but you know i guess that's just for for us we have to just go on this yeah. you know as a, purely as a comedy special it was okay yeah. it wasn't great mm. uh, yeah I, I can agree on that there, I, there was a lot of things that i liked about it there were a couple of things that straight up made yeah. me laugh aloud but maybe not but, his best special yeah um just on content wise agreed um but yeah um uh, what else have you been watching um i watched con- that movie contagion oh it was on TV, mm-hmm. um, and I watched it the way I sh- think I should watch all movies, which is starting in the middle, and then watching it till the end, then restarting it from the beginning, and being like, oh, well, this person clearly dies, because they were not in the last hour that I just saw, <laughs> so I don't have to stress out about it anymore, and be on edge. <laughs> like, I feel like they should play that movie every, like, at the, right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> just to, like, remind you, blue season's coming up. And this shit is real. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember when it came out. It must have been, what, somewhere like five like years ago? Longer than that, maybe. That's like 2011. Really? Yeah. I have no sense of time anymore. Um, but it's got a crazy cast. Huge cast. Like Matt Damon, Tilda Swinton's in there, I think. Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Winslet, Marianne Cotillard. Because like, it's worldwide, the cast. Yeah. Like, it shows you the Gwyneth the Paltrow. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a bonkers, really great cast. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, right? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, it was. I'm gonna say, Steve, I'm giving this credit to you, all right? (laughs) Take it and run with it. Um, uh, Bryant Cranston is in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Hawks is in it. Just Jude Law. Damn. Weirdly playing Australian, which seemed unnecessary, but that's fine. (laughs) Like, they made him wear fake teeth and everything. Like, guys, it's fine. Just let this him be British. This not even in the movie for that long, right? Like, he pops up here and there. He's like a TV personality, yeah? Uh, yeah, he's like... Um, a news anchor? He hosts some kind of website, and he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist right. type guy. Uh-huh. Um, but it didn't seem necessary to make him Australian. Because it's like <laughs> half his own accent, half Australian. It's like... Bless. I wonder if like CDC scientists look at this movie and just like they got it right. They, yes, <laughs> yes. Like they watch it like I don't know. Uh, soldiers watch Zero Dark Thirty or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was. I think I like it for the same reason that I like the movie World War Z, in mm-hmm. that it's very, um, it's step by step, it's linear, and it's people going back and looking at like breaking stuff down because it's kind of a mystery in a way mm-hmm. even though we somewhat know the origin um and just following all these different people and how they intersect um it seems for some aspects of it kind of um realistic except for just the timing is sped up obviously it would mm-hmm. take a very long time but in terms of how i think the world would react and i think we 
with the world that we live in now, we think about this stuff more and just how we always have zombie shows and apocalypse things. Like that's the mindset that the world is in at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And with like the Ebola breakout that happened not so long ago, it's weirdly top of mind for people, um, even though it came out a few years ago. Um, It was super interesting and just and unique insight into that kind of world and how that system would work out. Like I, I agree, and I enjoy how they show you how bad things can get. Oh yeah, like where it's just like there are people dead in the streets, and just like hey, the army's gonna ration you food now because no one can really go to a supermarket anymore because it's martial law. Like there are too many people sick to really have like a control over this, and too many people dying or dead. Like it's crazy. The plague was like in this movie, like the plague's back mm. basically. Like it's. It was, like, kind of harrowing. It's a horror movie of a different kind, almost. It is. <laughs> and, like, the the color palette of it is very, mm. like, yellowy and very yep. interesting. Um, it was, I think, I also like it because it's a form of a disaster movie, and I love a disaster movie. Yes, it is a form of disaster it movie, is just, but I like this. <laughs> it's just a different version of it. Uh-huh. Because it is, it's an epidemic. It uh, sweeps across the entire world um, and takes out major... Um, I don't know, it takes up everything. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was just really interesting and I really enjoyed it. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. Thanks. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, <laughs> I, like that song. Um, I watched the movie Cyrus. Um, with, uh, Marissa Tomei, um, John mm. C. Uh, McGinley, uh, John C. Raleigh, excuse me. Marissa May, John C. Riley, and um, Jonah Hill. Yes. Um, Cyrus, the story of a man, uh, John C. Riley, getting together with a woman, Marissa May, and how her adult son, uh, Jonah Hill, is seeking to ruin that relationship. Um, it is very awkward and tense at moments. I tried watching it when it came out, and mm-hmm. I couldn't because it was too weird, and Jonah Hill really disturbed me. <laughs> or his character, I his should say, disturbed me. His character is very disturbing yeah. in this movie. And, like, how he's just trying to mentally outmuscle uh John C. Riley over something. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a rest of development going on there where, like, this kid needs to not be around. Yeah. This man needs to not <laughs> be around. Um, it's, I've, it's weird. They don't really shoot movies like The Office, but this was shot very much like The Office, hmm. like with like a lot of interesting zooms and like pullouts, and it's a mumblecore movie. It's like done by the Duplass brothers, uh, oh, Mark and Jay Duplass. That explains some things. Um, but produced by the Scott brothers, like Ridley and Tony Scott. What? Which is like such a weird connection happening there. Like I would never expected those two to be friends with those two. Yeah, no. It's so Or at odd. least just, even if they're friends, like, not produce that movie. Yeah, not that kind of movie. Like, yeah, you think no. the Scott Brothers, oh, action movie, like yeah. a big sweeping thing. Like, no, this small little, like, you know, three-person comedy. Creepy, yeah. Like, about this, about this creep that really can't let go of his mom. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? That feels very out of left uh, feel for you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I forget. Like, there's, there's a whole host of very funny people throughout the movie. Um... Uh, Mary Steenburgen's in there. Oh, nice. Um, um, who else is in there? Uh, Matt uh, Bauer, I believe, as well. Like, no, I'm, I'm lying. He's a guy who's in everything. He's <laughs> you've seen him before. Okay. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Great. <laughs> um, White guy number. White guy number six seven one four. 
<laughs> oh, 689. Yeah, Interesting. That's, yeah, that's a one He's a good one. That guy's off this week. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun uh, and weird. And if you don't like uncomfortable things, don't watch this movie. Yeah, no, it is very <laughs> uncomfortable. Like nothing gross, but just socially uncomfortable. Yes. Like the, the stuff of what my nightmares are. <laughs> um, but yeah, what... <laughs> Do you have anything else? Because I just have the assignment. Um, yeah, I got one thing else. Give it to um, me. Sort of Truth. Um, I oh. went to go see that film. Um, I just saw the preview. Of, I think I watched it this morning. Oh, okay. The trailer for it, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark Maron, um, Jillian Bell. Um, what's her face? Um, I can't remember. Her. Oh, what's her face? <sighs> she was on SNL. Um, number two four three. Number two four three, Michaela Watkins. Sure, there, there you, you go. go. Um, and it was funny. It was really funny. Um, it's a st- small story about um, people that find this uh, old U.S. Union Army sword um, and some crazy nuts that think that the Confederacy won the war want to buy that sword back from them. <laughs> and it's all about Mark Maron and Jillian Bell and Michaela Watkins and this other guy from who was in Baywatch. All oh. trying to just like outsmart them and like we're gonna steal their dumbass money and take from them whatever the hell we can for this sword that obviously does not relate to this fake thing that they believe in. It looked um, like it was Mark Maron just being Mark Maron. He was very much being Mark Maron. He's playing okay. the character he always plays. Cool. However, he's really good at that character, um, and he really does like flex his acting muscles. The lovable curmudgeon. Lovable curmudgeon, certainly. Um, is directed by Lynn Shelton, by Lynn Shelton, mm-hmm. um, and it was an entirely improvised film. Like they had certain wow. beats, but like the whole thing is just all the top of their dome dialogue wise. Um, and they do a great job. That's interesting. It's not a huge cast. I think maybe there are ten characters overall total, but every scene just feels like well done. I didn't. Uh, there were some reviews that were saying like, "Oh, it's like kind of meandering." Like I don't think so. I think they did a really good job with an improvised film. Like. That's impressive because those can often not turn out so great. Because that's the thing. There's so much planning that has to go into them Mm. so that the last thing left is just dialogue where these actors can just go in and just like kind of create in a space for like eight to ten hours. They filmed the whole movie in 12 days from what I understand. What? It was a very fast shoot um, in Alabama. And yeah, I watched a talk back afterwards. um, Oh, that's right. I saw the picture. With uh, with Mark Maron, Lynn Shelton, and Ira Glass. I was like, oh. This is nice. This is a nice little podcast you got going on here. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was fun. Um, I hope it gets out there. People like really go and see it. Mm. Um, it'll probably be on IFC in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely go sec- check out um, Sword of Truth. Very cool. Yeah. But the assignment. The assignment. I didn't do mine. Jason, <laughs> I cannot remember what I even told you to watch. <laughs> What did I tell you to watch? I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, me? <laughs> um, so I watched Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. and I stayed up too uh, late last night watching it because I freaking loved it. You got it. into it? Oh, man. It's so <laughs> great. Um, the first thing I saw was a strong sexual content, so I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, DC. Yeah. All right. They do. It comes out of left field. Like, this is the Superman company, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Do you guys know what they're doing right now? <laughs> oh. Um, the opening credits 
are really fun mm-hmm. and they kind of give me almost westworldy vibes and kind of the mystery mystery around them and mm-hmm. they're a little bit slower um the whole thing is so cinematic looking it, it's amazing it i couldn't freaking believe it because i was just watching it on my laptop um and i was like holy shit like this looks really good. Like they do put money into the show. Yeah, and they I'll do. say this for like the DC shows in general. Like they're putting funds behind them. Damn, and they I, are. Yeah, it feels like they're picking up the slack where like Marvel television kind of fell off. Like, yes, I agree. Everything's kind of folded up on Netflix, and like you know, um, it just feels like they're stepping in. Like, no, this is like going to be quality. There's a certain level of quality want to bring to these shows, and you see it. Like they, they look good, and from the get go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're like ever on the subway, listener, but like. All the video screens you see on the subway sometimes, like the DC stuff, like it looks really good. <laughs> oh, I never see it. Like I've noticed it all the time now. Like they always have ads for like Doom Patrol or Swamp Thing and all that stuff. And it's just like, that looks cool. Based on this, I'm totally going to watch. Have you seen Swamp Thing? Uh, I've not I'm, seen Swamp Thing yet. I'm totally going to watch it because if the content is this good, mm-hmm. then yeah, let's show me more. And Doom Patrol, of course, I think we said it before in a previous episode, the story of these like misfit heroes yes. um, that really don't want to be heroes. Yeah, no, not That at are all. just kind of thrown into a very bizarre situation. Um, Brendan Fraser's character was a um, race car driver who was cheating on his wife. And then um, an accident happens and he ends up almost dying. But this um, Timothy Dalton, who's fantastic in right? it, who I love... <laughs> Um, and his age very well he really has um he has this kind of uh professor x type mansion where he puts people back together in very kind of odd ways these misfits who the world has discarded he kind of like gets them back together in some kind of working order so uh brendan fraser goes from kind of a lumpy race car driver to a giant tin man basically he's like a big big robot type guy i think of like uh the thing from the fantastic four but metal yeah that's a good way to put it it's kind of um he's not in tune with his body so he's just kind of yeah it's weird like they describe like you know his brain is in this robot body but he can't feel right you know he can't feel the steps he's walking on he can't feel the heat of the sun it's just like i'm in a body i can move it but i can't feel anything which is such a weird idea to think of um also you did not tell me the beautiful matt boomer is in this oh yeah yeah jason (laughs) you're my friend when one of the most handsome human beings on the freaking planet is in a show you tell me you tell me jason i dropped the ball it's me i i I messed up there so his character matt boomer's character is actually like wrapped in bandages because he was in a horrible flight accident cool look i think it looks super cool his outfit's awesome and as soon as i heard his beautiful voice i was like what (laughs) my man's here (laughs) oh i was so excited he's great in it um because did i used to watch the usa show that he was on yeah i did jason wait is he uh royal pains no suits no white collar yep (laughs) i knew i'd get it eventually by the way those are all the same show uh (laughs) no jason he's only on one of them oh he was on all three i'd watch all three because they had him with his shirt off at every opportunity they they could oh my god (sighs) anyways Uh. (laughs) so he's great in the show even though you don't see his face that often Mm -hmm. um and then uh, oh, there's a woman who plays like uh, w- uh, an actress who was very famous in the 50s. 
Um, but now at first you see her and she looks beautiful and totally healthy and fine. Um, but then whenever she feels very strong emotions, which are usually like shame or embarrassment, uh, she starts to like melt into a blob, mm-hmm. which is great. Why not? Like it's a, it look what it looks cool. And two, just the yes. idea that she always has to like maintain like her composure yes. to like physically maintain her composure, mm-hmm. which is like so stressful. Yes. <laughs> um, and then a fourth person who is a younger-ish... How old is she supposed to be? Like, 20? 20, I think, like, 21, 22. Yeah. Um, young woman, uh, Jane, who has... How many personalities? 82 personalities. It's a lot of personalities. Mm-hmm. And this is not in any way some type of, like, multiple personality disorder. It is, like, a magic thing. Yes. Like there are 82 people inside of her. Inside of her, yeah. That each have their own ability. Yes. The coolest one, um, what's the lip, the mouth, the silver, silver tongue? Silver tongue, I think, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Whenever she says anything, the words that come out of her mouth um, are physical words and they're like metal daggery type things so she can literally throw her words at somebody and kill them and it's the coolest <laughs> it's a very unique power it is and it looks great on screen um and very uh kind of comic book like yes uh when they do that so and it's a very again we mentioned the sexuality stuff mm-hmm. great um it does not shy away from the violence but it's also not overly gratuitous which i appreciate mm-hmm. um and it's creepy, and there's some kind of Nazi guy involved. It's got every- by Alan Tudyk. It's got everything you need. Oh yeah, Alan Tudyk, amazing. <laughs> um, I will say the only thing that does throw me off is the whole kind of breaking the fourth wall, having a narrator in there who is also the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, who's very uh, like winky at the audience. It's it's interesting because they do like really portray the comic in that way the comic is very fourth wall breaking and okay. very winky and very odd and offbeat mm. so they do maintain that vibe weirdly enough but i can understand absolutely how that's off-putting yeah like i'm just here for a show i don't need to be you know kind of talk all right sure yeah and mm-hmm. he it comes and goes so it's not there all the entire time mm. um because that would be a lot um but it's very interesting and he's great in it and he's got a great voice he does. He really does. Yeah. Alan Tudyk is oh, voice acted in so many so things. Good. Um, and so it's just, I part of, it kind of also reminded me of, um, oh shoot, what's the show? With the Doom Patrol? Thing. Oh, not Doom, Doom Patrol reminds you of uh, Umbrella Academy? Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they're all in this big mansion thing together. Um, I think it's like a grown-up version. It is, <laughs> weirdly with, enough. Like, grown-up version with adults and with um a better kind of cinematic quality to it yeah um i don't think that's necessarily what netflix was going for i think they were going for what they have yes um but this is kind Which of is just, fine yeah it's fine for what it is um but this is kind of a more grown-up um darker more fun version of it mm-hmm. you know i guess i do have a version of the challenge um i watched more of fleabag oh nice I really, really enjoy that show. Right. Like, Phoebe Waller Bridge is so damn funny. She's and so like funny. the writing is so good and tight. And even in the second season I enjoyed it a lot. Although I feel like the second season had a bit more of a focus um on I, I haven't finished the second season just yet. Mm-hmm. But uh on the priest and her relationship yes. with him. Yes. Feels to be like the big through line. Um while season one felt more like an introduction and like just mm-hmm. her world and like 
you know, how she fits into it and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, like you said, there are certain interesting writing conventions that they never really mention anyone's name. Yeah. That you kind of just go with it. Um, I honestly didn't notice it that much until it was mentioned to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. But you, they do such a good job of um, getting to know those characters so well. Yeah. That you're just in it with them and you feel like you're you know them well enough that you don't need to know their name because you know them. It's just like, hey, you, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, oh, it's so good. I, I like in the second season when she is like addressing the audience, breaking the fourth wall, and the priest is like, what are you doing? Like he can see it kind of. Yes, he's the one person who really can. <laughs> and like, I guess in indicating like he's the one person that kind of gets her. Can see her, yeah. Despite the fact that he can't really do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and neither should she. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I really am. It, it's a fun, fun show. And you texted me telling me that you leave it on for the dog. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I How's she, she liking it? I think she really enjoys it. Um, I've asked her very nicely not to spoil season two for me because <laughs> um, she definitely did watch season two. Um, I haven't finished it just yet, um, but she's a jerk sometimes, so maybe she'll spoil it for oh, me. Oh, I not hope sure. not. Oh, she doesn't. It's pretty great. <laughs> And hearing her, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, talk about it and um, her thoughts behind how she was writing it and what the character's thinking and going through, she's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. such a great writer. Like, it's very well thought out and very well planned. Mm. I, I, Yeah, I'm liking it a whole bunch. I think it's crazy that someone can be that good of a writer and also a really strong performer. Yes. Usually it's one or the other. But just her tiny facial expressions, you're so on board. It makes like, everything. Yep, I, I am right there with you, girl. Like, it's a second, but it's like, mm-hmm. there it is. Yep. I really enjoyed it. It's like an amped up version of Jim from The Office, where you're just like, yes, these glances, I feel you. <laughs> we're, we're in it. Weirdly enough, I watched like a breakdown of that, and uh, I think it was maybe BJ Novak explaining, like, well, only certain characters look... When people look at the... the, the camera mm-hmm. it means different things for those characters mm. like when a jim or a pam looks at the, at the camera it's like can you believe this nonsense right like when a michael scott looks at, a, at the camera it's like i'm in so much trouble right now and the world's <laughs> about to collapse around me i need he's looking at you for help it's more of a like did did you see that oh shit you didn't see that. okay but like come on i'm a good guy right yes and like when an andy does it it's like it means a different thing so it's just it's just very interesting like the way that they that the looking at the audience reflects upon the character yeah which I was like, you guys really did think this out, didn't you? <laughs> it wasn't just jokes. I've also been rewatching that, and I'm on like season six, mm-hmm. and it's just so it's such a funny, fun show. American Even when classic. it's not as good, mm-hmm. it's still great. Get it while you can, because Netflix is taking it away. I know, or rather, NBC is taking it away. I'm sure Netflix would love to have that, but um, NBC, like every other media company, is developing its own platform. You so, know what, NBC? I don't give a shit about any of your <laughs> stupid shows. I'm not going to sign up for that. Like, ew. Ew, NBC. Don't hold Seinfeld hostage. Don't hold Parks and Rec hostage. Don't hold, like, you know, the office hostage. Give it up. Like, just let let it be on Hulu. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. They'll get my letter in the mail soon. <laughs> um, once again, I have not thought of a an assignment for you. And we're I've I don't have anything for you oh, this time boy. around. Um, well, you know what? you're going to be away for. I'm going to be away. Next episode, so we'll have some guests on. Yes. Um, so blank you, slate, you guys do what you want to do. Go. All right, live your lives. <laughs> All right, observe what you want to observe. Report what you want to report on. Okay. Thanks, pal. 
I appreciate your support. It's your world. I'm just visiting, man. <laughs> okay? <laughs> just, you know, floating on those cosmic waves, bro. You're not even high. That's amazing. No, I'm just <laughs> tired and scared. <laughs> <laughs> on that lovely note, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time, or rather, they'll see you next time. I will be away to return. Enjoy yourselves. Have a fun time. And again, relax. (laughs) Take it easy, okay? Just let the voices soothe you, all right? Voices? Oh, no, Jason. Our voices. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I thought we were, I thought I was going to take you to the hospital after this. No, just us. Your pals saying goodbye and thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>